Welcome to Simply Living Wellness, where you'll learn how to love yourself, heal yourself, and how to nurture your mind, body, and spirit. So today, we're here to talk with Ingrid Turner, who I had the good fortune to meet here locally in my town. And after running into Ingrid a couple of times, feeling her good vibe, I decided to try out a session with her for myself. And man, what a treat. You'll get to hear more about her work later in the episode. So Ingrid is a spiritual medium by passion and trade, and she is also an ordained minister and started her own ministry, but not in the traditional sense. So you'll get to hear about that as well. Ingrid helps people connect to the divine. So if you're wanting to heal from anything, whether it be a physical issue or from emotional trauma, maybe this life, past life, doesn't matter, or you just want to improve your relationships, you want to feel like you have a purpose here on earth in this life, or maybe you just want to grow and feel more spiritually connected, then stick with us and listen to Ingrid share her story. But before we bring on Ingrid, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by healthandyoga.com, which is a complete yoga resource website that has just about everything you ever wanted to know about yoga. You'll find yoga communities, courses, trainings, very cool and unique wellness products. And my very favorite area of the site is the retreats page where you'll find amazing retreats and workshops offered all over the world. Just visit healthandyoga.com and when doing your checkout, use the discount code DAWN3958 for a 5% discount on any purchase. Once again, that is healthandyoga.com and the code is DAWN3958. And so now on to today's episode, Ingrid, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Donna. Thank you so much for having me on today. What a pleasure to be here. So good to have you. And, um, you know, I, I just was thrilled to have met you, to have experienced a session with you. Um, just fabulous. To the, the things that came through in my own session, Ingrid, were just really um, eye-opening for me. And Honestly, it just gave me a lot of uh, comfort and relief because, you know, I just, I've, I've, our mind gets in our way, right? And we just worry, we get so hung up on how things are going to work out and the things that are troubling us, what, what we're going to do about it. And really, you know, the message that came through for me, which is so beautiful because I knew it was all going to fall into place and it was very close <laughs> to happening. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I just love the work you do. Um, I'd love for you maybe just to start out by telling us exactly what is a spiritual medium. That you know what that is so awesome to hear, Donna. That 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 session really that resonated with you and that helped you. That is just that's everything right there. You know, my job is really simple. It's to get out of the way. It's unglamorous. <laughs> it's to get out of the way and let it come through. And when I hear feedback like that. I know I've done my job well of moving aside and letting divine spirit come through and, and give you what you need in that moment in time. 
So uh, spiritual medium, okay, what is a spiritual medium? So I call myself a spiritual medium because I use the modalities of psychic intuition and mediumship and channeling to express the divine. So really the, the psychic work and the mediumship and the channeling, it's just the vehicle I use to bring through divine spirit. Um, not, you don't have to be uh, spiritual to be psychic, you know? So, uh, but for me, the two are intricately connected. You know, first and foremost, I am spiritual. You know, I am all about God, consciousness, universe, what have you. The way that I bring that through is through psychic intuition, mediumship, and channeling, which I also love. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we'll get into that later as far as what those differences are exactly. But just tell me, like, just so I really make it clear for our audience that a spiritual medium versus if somebody's doing this kind of work, but they're not necessarily connecting to the divine or the spirit, um, you know, what, what is it then? What, what are they doing? Like, who are yes. they connecting so, to? Well, there's, there's so many different levels of energy and beings that you can connect with. And it really all has to do with your vibrational stance, so to speak. So your vibration dictates what you're connecting to. And if you're a really spiritual person and that's very important to you and you have a lot of faith, you're going to be connecting to uh, higher frequency energies and higher frequency beings. Um, if you're very psychic and gifted, gifted, intuitive, and really know about your intuition, you can connect, you can still connect very well to energies. You know, it's just a different layer, so to speak, of what you're connecting to. I see. So, um, so when you say higher frequencies, is that what you call the divine or is that Something so it's interesting. I, I, don't even, I don't necessarily like to use the term higher and lower, but I feel like sometimes in our language, you can't really avoid it. <laughs> I'm really looking for that divine spirit is what I call it. Divine guidance. But I use other terms interchangeably. I'll say God, God consciousness, universal consciousness, divine spirit. You know, it's, it's that the divine energy all around us and all inside of us where you find you happiness and joy and love and faith. Love. That's what we're, what we're striving to connect with. And is that what you call source then also? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. God, source, universe. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, whatever box you want to put it in, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you realize, tell us a little bit about your story, your background. How did you know you had these abilities? Yeah. So I, I shut my abilities down for a lot of years in my adult life, many years. When I was a child, I, I grew up in a really spiritual alternative household, but there was still no real, nobody really talked about mediumship and channeling and psychic. That just kind of wasn't a part of the conversation. But um, I remember when, I, I mean, ever since I was little, I've had just had faces in my vision all the time to the point where now I'm just, I'm inured to it. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always there. And it was always there when I was a child, but I was really imaginative and I used to like to write a lot and play pretend. And so I, I felt like it was normal. I had no way of understanding that it wasn't normal that I just saw faces all the time. Mm. And I think the first time that I connected with a spirit really strongly, I was seven years old and I had, I had a little, little bit of a fever. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't tip top shape, you know, physically or mentally. And I was walking across our living room and I stopped dead in my tracks because I saw clear as anything, a man to my left. And it was in my mind's eye. So I wasn't like in the room and he uh, dictated a poem to me. He, he was, he showed me under himself under a tree holding a woman who he's, who he 
his lover in his arms and he started fading away piece by piece. And he started talking about how terrified he was and he was in this black blackness and it came in a poem form. So I grabbed a piece of paper and a pencil and I scribbled it down and I, I didn't even know, you know, I just, okay. And then I was, I went into my, my parents who were busy doing something, you know, they had three kids in the house and they, they just, they were busy. And I said, mom, dad, I wrote a poem. They're like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so I was like, okay. They just dropped the poem on the table and forgot about it. And the next day, um, my mother and father kept coming up to me saying, that was a really good poem, Ingrid. And I was like, thank you. And my dad asked me, he said, why did you write it from the perspective of a grown man? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't articulate it. I didn't, I didn't understand that that wasn't normal, that that wasn't the way that information came through. Um, and I remember another time I, I was playing, I was a little kid and my family was playing some kind of like, uh, some kind of trivia game. I don't know what it was. And somebody asked a question and I just belted out the answer and they all looked at each other and went, sure, why not? And it was the right answer, but I couldn't have possibly known anything about it. It just popped into my head, you know, so oh, things wow. like that would happen. Um, and I used to like to be out on my own a lot out in the woods. I didn't like to be around people. <laughs> I like to be out in the woods and I just had a lot of a lot of stuff going on in my head all the time uh, when I was a little kid. Now, when, so I grew up in this really alternative spiritual household and I was homeschooled by my dad and my mom worked, but when I was 12, my father passed away unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And so my whole life changed, you know, he was really the spiritual linchpin in the family and we were all living to his specifications, which was like out in the mountains, spiritually alternative, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> Died, you know, that wasn't going to fly anymore. My, all of us kids had to go to school. My mother still had to work. She sold the house. We moved to town, you know. So my life really changed. And that's when I really started to shut down my gifts um, because I was trying to live to expectations. I've always been a bit of a people pleaser. So it's like to me, my natural inclination was like, okay, how do I be a good girl? You know, how do I live right? Um, yeah. so that's what I started with. And then I just, you know, I went through school and I got a job and I went into marketing and technology and I did well, um, because I like to do well, but I was very unhappy and I was a ball of anxiety. And now when I was in my early twenties, I had a child and dad took off when he was, uh, you know, less than two. And so it's always just, I was a single mom for a lot of years mm. um, and it was just hard living, you know, I wasn't happy. Wow way out of alignment. And I didn't even know what alignment looked like. I didn't even know about the concept of alignment. I was just miserable. Exactly. And I think so many of us go through that and yes. most people probably never come out of it. Honestly, they don't even really know what is missing, but they just mm -hmm. feel that, um, something is missing. I know, you know, really from day one, I never loved the work I do. And I, I was in um, software and did some marketing, but mostly software development and design. And, yeah. you know, I did well and I made good money and I, but I just didn't love it, but I, I didn't really know what it was I wanted. So when you're, you know, you're just, you know, something's missing, but you don't really know what it is you do want. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of, it's a hard place to be. And I think so many people are in that spot. Yeah. And we're really conditioned to stay in that spot. Mm -hmm. You know, our culture does not value, uh, living your best life. <laughs> they value fall in line, you know, yeah. you excel yeah. in this little box here. Get the job, get married. Yeah. Get and it's house. nobody's fault. It's just the way that it's sort of, it's, it's fallen into place, but that's changing now because more and more people are looking up from their desks, you know, or the assembly line and going, 
uh-uh, can't do it anymore. Cannot yeah. do it anymore. Breaking down, breaking out, busting out. So I really feel like, and I feel like, and I feel like the internet is a huge piece of that. And social media is a huge piece of that. We're suddenly able to connect and communicate in a way that is so expansive. Our world has become so much smaller and so much more accessible mm -hmm. that people are like, oh, it can be different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, so, I think it's a really cool time to be alive. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. And I feel everybody says, anybody that is intuitive or is a healer, or, you know, it just open to this kind of thing even, um, mm -hmm. really can feel the energy shifting. And yes. it's really exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you were kind of um, in a spot where you weren't loving your career and, and then what happened next? I mean, how did you get out of that and, and, and get into this work? Well, so I, I moved from Northern California to Southern California, got a job there because I thought it'd make me happy. Was not happy. So I you know, had some savings. So I quit my job and I started a marketing agency. I thought that would make me happy. Didn't make me happy. And I was, I was drinking a lot. I was in a really toxic relationship. I was just, I was still miserable. Nothing I did like made any difference. And, um, you know, what happened with me is really is the drinking got the better of me. I lost control of my drinking. Like I don't moderate well. <laughs> so I went in, I lost control of my drinking and I hit what I was for me, my rock bottom. I really touched my shame. Mm -hmm. And you, so you think I, that's what rock bottom is, is, is hitting the shame and I do. Yeah, I do. For different people, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I happen to, shame is the thing, the shadow that I have always carried inside me. And I didn't even know it was there for many years, but I finally hit it. And that's when it went, oh, something's got to change. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to AA and getting sober that way. And I met some amazing people and I went through all the steps and it gave me the spiritual foundation that I had, that I didn't have anymore. I had it when I was a kid, but I didn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, it really worked well for about a year. I stayed sober. I met amazing people. Um, but after about a year, it started to niggle. Something started to niggle. I was like, mm, there's something else. There's something else. Something's churning inside of me. And I started to get uncomfortable again. I started to get, something's not, no, not quite there. Not quite in alignment. And I had a friend who'd been asking me to go to a, a shaman event, like a spiritual event with her she's been asking me for ages and I just kind of been blown around because I was a single mom and I was like da, 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 you know stuff going on and um, my son went to visit my mom his grandma during the summer and she said oh there's an event happening you know tonight do you want to go and I went oh I could be spontaneous yes I will <laughs> and um and she was so excited. I remember it's like, she's actually, she's someone who has been doing this intuitive work for a long time. It's been her livelihood. So she, she knew intuitively that this is what, this was going to really work out for me. I didn't at the time because I was still pretty shut down. And uh, so I, I went to this event and the first one I went to, it was, um, oh my God, it was so mortifying. There was about 40 people in a circle and the, the person who was leading the event, I was kind of prepared to like, you know, shut him out, ice him out because I didn't like the guru stick, but he was just so humble and so sweet. And people would really try to put him on a pedestal and he would just take himself down. <laughs> just so nice. He was so great. And he went around and like kind of talked to everybody who was there. And he remembered every single person who he'd met with. And this person where he was thousands of people a year. And he, um, and he, he was, you know, introduced himself and was really sweet people who he hadn't worked with. And he got to me and he said, why are you so afraid? why? And I just burst into tears in front of 40 strangers. It was awful. <laughs> oh my God. So that was my first experience. And I did a couple of these events with him, uh, and, a, and other people. And then the, the last one that I did, I, 
what happened was before I got there, a uh, raven had flown into the house and hung out in the corner and would not leave. Now, here's the thing. A raven was the symbol that my family had attached to the spirit of my father. You know, we believe that kind of he was out there. And when I got there, I heard about this and I, I didn't even, it didn't even register to be honest. I was just like, oh, huh? (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Until later on. And I went, Oh, I know what that was. Because before I got there, I just kind of found myself asking, Hey dad, I'd love to connect. Love to hear from you. And then I let it go. I just forgot about it completely. So I get to this event and I was really uncomfortable because the person who I was going to go with hadn't been able to go. So I was there by myself with a bunch of people I didn't know. (laughs) Still looking at my shame, you know, and just, you know, having a hard time. And and I was sitting there very uncomfortably and this adorable little woman saddled up to me and she goes, hi. I said, hi. <laughs> she said, would you like some energy work? And I said, okay. And I laid down in front of her and this woman, she put her hand on my abdomen and her hand on my heart. And I, you know, she started doing the energy work and I really had no experience, not much experience with this, at least not since I was a little kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was like tectonic plates started to shift inside me. Something really dramatic started to happen. And then this woman, she does not know my name. I do not know her name. She suddenly says to me, oh, your dad's here. I was wow. like, what? <laughs> so she's channeling my father and telling me things that she couldn't possibly know. You know, bringing through evidentiary stuff that's like, whoa, okay. And I'm just so, I've got tears coming out. I'm laughing. There's snot coming out my nose. I mean, oh my God, I'm just in such a state. And all around me, these, these people are coming and putting their hands on me. I'm like, wow. It was so intense. So things were really shifting inside of me and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, tell him this and tell him that. And she's just, she gets this blank look on her face and she says, nope, he won't talk to me anymore. He wants to talk to you. And Ooh. I said, I can't do that. And as soon as I said that, into the top of my head, I felt his spirit move into the top of my head, into my crown, all the way down through my body and fill my body completely. And boom, that was the grand finale. Ingrid was blasted open. So wow. I connected with my father and I was open to divine spirit in a way I never had been before. So it felt um, different. It was completely different. It was like, whoa, <laughs> oh my God. And that was a really intense and extreme way of cracking open because for the next year I was incredibly ungrounded. You know, I had a marketing business that I'd started. It kind of fell apart and didn't happen. I ended up having to move from uh, Southern California back up to Northern California. We didn't, my son and I didn't have a home base for a while. We were drifting. We were staying with friends. We stayed with my mom. We just, oh my gosh. And it was, it was very unstabling and ungrounding for my son. So it was a challenging time for him, but because I was so open mm-hmm. and I was so blasted, then I couldn't, I couldn't get my feet under me. You know, I couldn't wow. function very well. So that, that's my experience. <laughs> you, got, you got the opening, but then you still then had to learn how to ground I did. yourself. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, this is how spirit works. It's like I was really taken care of. I had my needs met. That doesn't mean I had the luxuries, <laughs> but I had my needs met. I had a place to stay. I had money come back on my taxes that gave me enough to last me a year so I didn't have to work. I had people show up in my life. Um, who, you know, grabbed hold of my ankles and said, no, honey, you're not floating away. Come on back down. Um, and they just came out of the woodworks and supported me. 
And my family did not, you know, they were tolerant (laughs) of what I was going through. You know, my family is not, they're not on the same wavelength as me spiritually, but that's okay. You know, they weren't, they knew enough and understood enough to know that I didn't belong in a, you know, loony bin. (laughs) That's an interesting point. I'd like to ask you about that. Um, I'm just curious, you know, as far as your partner and your, and your kids and your family, how, are they on the same wavelength or are you or not? I'm just kind of curious because every, well, nobody in my life is. So yeah, it's interesting. Except you know, my the, friends that I, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, we do attract our tribe, but the spiritual life is when we're really committed to spirit. It is, um, it, it's a very, it's a solitary journey. It always is. In the end, it's a very, it's a very solitary journey, even as we connect with people who understand, you know, and who they're on their own solitary journey. Um, my, my son is an incredible channeler. I see him do it, but he's 13 next month and he's not very interested. He's like, cool, mom, glad you're happy. I'm going to go listen to some metal. I'm like, he recognizes it though. Yeah. He vacillates between like, I believe it to I'm agnostic to no, I'm an atheist. I don't believe any of it. And I'm like, cool, dude, you know, I'm not very interested in shoving anything down his throat. He will find his own path in life. And I'm, I'm happy for that to happen. Yeah. My partner, when I met him, he, um, he, he would, he, I think he, he went out with me because I was such an interesting specimen. He'd never seen anything quite like me before. <laughs> he was like, that? He's always been very, he's, he's the pragmatic grounded part of the couple. And he's been really good for that, for grounding me. Um, you know, once I did get grounded, I was able to actually do something with my connection to spirit until you're ground, until you, when you're not grounded, you can't do anything practical with it. You know, it's no good to anybody. You're just way up in the clouds, which was very fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> practical. So, but he's really coming around. He just took my healing class actually, which was really cool because the minute I met him, I was like, oh, you're a healer because I can see that stuff in people. Um, so that was really fun to have him in that class. And he, we started meditating together and nice. you know, I don't require him to be like me or to come and do what I do. He's welcome. Like my son, he's welcome to find his own path. I don't need, I don't need him to be doing exactly what I'm doing, but where he's interested, he's welcome and he's exploring and, and we're having fun with that. We're kind of, we're, we're sharing in that a little bit. So that's really fun. Nice. Step kids, um, I have three stepdaughters and uh, two stepsons. And uh, my stepdaughters, my older ones, are are very into it. <laughs> They're like, "Ooh, tell me more." Ooh. So we can talk a lot and share. There's no kind of formal training happening there. Um, I prefer to work with adults. I, there's other people who are part of um, my organization that uh, like to work with children. But for me, the the gift really comes through more strongly with adults. So that's been really fun. And then the the um, the three uh, younger ones are they're a little young, you know, so they're not really they're not very, they're not looking at it yet. But it's, yeah. it's been fun, yeah. So you have your your cracking open, like you call it, and and you were kind of high in the sky, not totally grounded, but mm-hmm. you know you started getting support. Support started showing up, yes, everywhere. Exactly. You had the finances enough suddenly that to help you for a while. And so when did you actually turn it into a career, and how did that look like? So I think I. It's hard for me to get the years straight, <laughs> you know, but I think in 2015, 2014, 
I spent the year pretty ungrounded. 2015 is probably when I got my bearings again and I started to be able to, to make some headway because what I figured out really soon after I cracked open was this is the work I was gonna have to do. And I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but I couldn't do what I was doing before to the point where I actually did try to do some freelance marketing work and admin work because it was an easy solution to fill in the financial um, cracks. You know, yeah, isn't that always the case? And, huh? <laughs> and I couldn't do it because I, I started experiencing intense physical pain. It, I mean, it was ridiculous, Donna. If, if, wow. if I had told myself two years before that, oh, I can't do real work because it hurts me, I'd have slapped me. <laughs> I mean, I really, like, really? And I just couldn't believe it, but it's true. That's where it got to. And I have found that when I'm doing work that is out of alignment with my spiritual work and what I'm, what I'm really here to do, I experience physical pain. I experience deep depression after days. I mean, it can take just a couple of days and I start sinking and spiraling into this depression. And, you know, I think we all actually experience that, but I'm experiencing it more acutely, I think, just because I'm sensitive. But I think that anybody who is living outside of their authenticity, outside of what they're really here and meant to express they are, they're unhappy, they're depressed, they're not, you know, I mean, I think we see that a lot. Just for me, the, the, the severity of it was so surprising to me. And it is so severe that I simply cannot stay off my path for more than a couple of days, or I absolutely lose it. Yeah, I've heard that before. An intuitive teacher of mine, uh, Jean Slater, she talks about that. In fact, she got that message from her guides that yeah, that that is the definition of depression is when you're not living your true authentic yeah. self and your life within your life's purpose. Yes. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that you bring that up as well. And and who you know, especially in this society today's society with all the stuff you know around mm -hmm. us and problems and it's it's a lot of people are depressed and yes. not as extreme like you experience it so they don't really know you know they almost don't even know that, that it's something is wrong <laughs> yeah it feels like oh that's normal i guess you know mm -hmm. like that this is how it is this is what life is you know yeah life is hard and you know life is a struggle and it sucks but you just got to get up and do it and that's the way i lived that's how mm -hmm. i was i got up every day and worked my butt off as this ball of misery and anxiety and negativity and i'm telling you the other way is better. <laughs> it's better. Yeah. If you can stay away from yeah, all the numbing, you know, factors like the, the like the alcohol. And exactly. there's so much of that around. I mean, it could even just be shopping or TV yeah. watching or whatever, even work, you know. Well, you know what's really interesting is the the what I understand now about addiction, having kind of touched my own addiction demons and worked, you know, other people who are in alcoholics anonymous who have addictions, they are the most powerful people I know. And you it will you will be hard pressed to find someone who does intuitive work who has not stood face to face with addiction. And the reason for that is because people who have are very have a very addictive personality so to speak they have this wide opening the spirit and they're desperately trying to fill it they're desperately trying to fill it and they're filling it with whatever whatever makes sense whatever mimics that but what really gets people sober is finding their spiritual foundation their spiritual connection and then that hole is filled they don't need that anymore hmm interesting so how do you what do you suggest to our listeners who you know don't have an experience such a 
or might never such a drastic <laughs> cracking open like you describe it i mean how how do people find their spirituality or, or become spiritually connected you know what it's actually it's really easy you know you make a commitment when you get committed inside yourself to realign, to connect with spirit, to connect with your spirituality, then what happens is the form takes shape and the best way for you to open up and connect to spirit most powerfully is gonna show up. Most people are not gonna do it the way I did it because I'm the tower card, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not necessary. You know, it's really not necessary to be ridiculous like I was. I mean, you know, I didn't do it on purpose, but you get, you get what I mean. Um, you know, it's, it's, everything is going to unfold at exactly the pace that is right for the person making the commitment. Really, truly, all we ever have to do is make that commitment. And then the universe takes care of, takes care of everything else. What is standing in the way of our commitment to our spirituality and spirit will fall away, you know, and, and other things and circumstances and people who are in alignment with our committing to that connection to spirit are going to come in and fill those spaces. It's not easy a lot of the time because people can go through a tremendous amount of change in their life when they connect to spirit, because it's basically, it's think about, you know, you take your life, turn it upside down, you shake it out. <laughs> You're making room for what is truly in alignment. And when you make that energetic and emotional commitment, it actually happens for you. You don't have to X people out of your life. You don't have to change your circumstances. You don't have to you know, run away. Everything sh outside of you shifts to match your inside. So you start on the inside and you just quietly make that commitment to spirit, however that feels for you, not how that looks for you, but however that feels for you, however it is you wanna feel. And the rest of it will take care of itself. Hmm. Nice, very nice, thank you. Yeah, so, you know, um, there's a lot of terms out there. It's very confusing. I've talked to other intuitives about the different terminology, but I'm curious how you define it. You know, people talk about psychics, and at the beginning you kind of talked about psychic, you know, psychics sometimes having a bad rap. Um, but there's mediumship, there's channeling, there's just, you know, talking to your higher guidance and tapping into intuition. So, mm -hmm. um maybe just talk a little bit about what you see as the differences in some of these, if there is. Yeah. Well, um, so psychic and intuition are really kind of tapping into the energy, uh, is kind of how I would define that mediumship and channeling is talking to spirits. Mediumship is typically reserved for talking to people who were in a body. So people who have deceased are no longer in a body. They're coming back for a visit. Channeling is talking to anything else, be that, angels, spirit guides, extraterrestrials, or what have you. The truth is they're the same thing, but they're typically differentiated that way in my experience. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Okay. That makes sense. So psychic, so, um, is uh, psychic is psychic skills are psychic and intuition are kind of the same thing. I don't, I don't see a huge difference between the two of those. I use the terms interchangeably, but you know, your psychic and your intuition is the way that you, those, those psychic senses that you have, whether you're clairvoyant or clairaudient or clairsentient or claircognizant, you know, are you seeing it? Are you hearing it? Are you feeling it? Just like our regular senses, you know, our sight, smell, touch, taste, these are just the other, the other ones, you know, and we all have these senses to varying degrees. I see. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've also uh, uh, have a, a friend who I interviewed as well uh, about, she calls trans medium. So that's where like a spirit actually takes over. Yes. 
the body and speaking for her. So she's not, she's just not even speaking anymore. Like she doesn't even yeah. remember any of it. So yeah, yeah, that's, she calls it transmediumship. Is that how you understand it too? Yeah. Well, there's, there's three different uh, types sort of categories of mediumship that I'm aware of. Um, there's spirit mediumship where you see spirit in your mind's eye, right? Mm -hmm. There's physical mediumship where you have the ability to make spirit corporeal. So you kind of bring them into the physical world and there's trans mediumship, which is when the spirit enters your body and takes over. And I then you see. I see. Okay. So same definitions. Yeah. Cool. Well, that helps clarify it. Um, I know it's very confusing for us, you know, who, who are not doing that as a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So, so it really is fairly recent. You've been doing this, you know, full time. You put your marketing work aside, um, and now you've started a ministry. So, tell us about that, because you know, when we think of ministry, we think of going down to, you know, the, the church in the neighborhood. Yep. Uh, <laughs> fundamentalist Christian or any kind of Christianity. I said, so there's all kinds of churches, I guess. Um, yeah. Kind yeah. Of so wait. formal religion or not. Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about that. So I, yeah. So it's funny, you know, I'm not really a joiner. So, and I, I, I wasn't, I was raised more on the pagan side of things rather than the religious side of things. So mm -hmm. I really didn't have any particular experience with churches. The only experience I had with churches was I was on the, the outskirts of a couple of churches that were trying to get started. And I was really turned off because there was like backstabbing and trash talking and ego stuff. And it was just like, ooh, yucky. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, you know, my work has, has it changed so much since I started and the, what I've, so the, the Bava spiritual mission, um, is sort of the culmination of that up to this point. But the reason it's legally a church and yes, I started it for the purpose of starting my ministry. And here's why I did this. I have a spirit guide. His name is Mons, M-O-N-Z. And, um, he paid me a visit last spring, I think. Mm -hmm. And he gave me the clearest directive I'd ever received from him. You know, my suddenly clear audience kicked in gear. He said, Ingrid, you need to start a church. And I looked at him and I said, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> not going to do it. Not for me. Uh-uh. And he said, okay. And he left. And I'm like, yeah, free will. I do not have to do that. Different path for me. So um, he, he, he came back hmm, a couple months later, maybe. And he said to me again, he said, Ingrid, you need to start a church. And then he added, you're going to teach people how to do what you do and you need to protect them. And when he said that, I went, oh, like ordination, ministers. Mm. Oh my God, that makes sense. See, it made practical sense to me. And I was like, well, okay, I can explore that. So I went and did some Googling and, and looked at like how to start a church in California. It's ridiculously easy to start a church in California. It's not expensive. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll do it and see what happens. I mean, this is the guidance that I got. So yeah. I started the church in September. And I launched my first ministry in April. And now the church has been, you know, kind of in session for a year. We have a publishing arm we're starting. We have a new training program we're launching. And I'm starting in a second round of my ministry in October. Uh, so coming up, coming right up soon. And uh, it, what I'm doing is I'm teaching people through the ministry 
I'm helping people really connect with their spirituality, connect with divine spirit, hone that connection, understand their spiritual gifts. And then the second half of the ministry, it's a year long program. The second half, I put my marketing and business skills back to use and I teach them how to start a business and run a successful business and show up and build themselves a stage so that they can share their divine message. Wow. There you and go. So both yeah. skills came together. They sure did. And I went and I, I resisted that for a long time. People have been telling me for years now, like Ingrid, you know, what you should do, you should help people like run a successful spiritual business. And I was like, no, I should not. I should do readings. <laughs> and here I am. And I'm really connecting both of those worlds um, and bringing it together and, 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 you know, tying it all together with divine spirit. And it has been it's been magical. You know, there's been, it hasn't been difficult. People have found me, they have, you know, um, it, it's, it's just, and as we're building this community that is just awesome. And it's all online because it's the 21st century. And you know, that's the kind of the way that the way that it was presented to me. Well, um, sure. Yeah. And why limit yourself to just students in your town, you know? Yeah. 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 There. Yeah. And things are really building very quickly. You know, to me, it feels like, okay, come on, we got to get stuff like really rolling because you know, that patience thing, you know, I said earlier, not a lot of it, but when I look at, you know, the last year, it's like, okay, actually this is a, this is quite a clip. We're good. Ingrid, calm down. <laughs> Settle down, sweetheart. That's what I tell myself. Settle down, sweetheart. So it's, um, it's just this next round of the ministry, we have somebody in Switzerland, Australia, Ireland, Minnesota, and California. Nice, nice. Yeah. And I only do four people at a time. And I have a partner. He's the gentleman in Ireland. His name is Lou Martin. He's an incredible channel, been doing it for years. Um, he agreed to come on and, and co-instruct the ministry with me, which just feels like really good energy. Um, Wow. And, and really delicious. <laughs> yeah, and you've just, you've attracted these people in your life. You've met yeah. them online. Probably yeah. right. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, it makes total sense to combine the marketing skills because what you know, what good is training your students and then having them not get their message or their training out there because yeah. that's where you need the marketing. So right, right. And we're we're in this really interesting age where we're all having to figure out how to make our spirituality, our spiritual message and our livelihood work together. And that's how, what I certainly need to figure out because like I said before, I cannot do any other work. Somehow this has to sustain me and mm -hmm. sustain my family. And so working through a lot of those blocks that we have, cause we're all sort of conditioned with this, like money is evil and spirituality and money don't mix. And if you're charging for your spiritual work, well, you must be a fraud or you're just in it for the money. And so I had to work through a lot of those kinks myself over the last few years and I'm still working through it. You know, I'm still coming together with that. And, but it's a really, I, I feel like it's really cathartic and really helping my own process to help others work through that process who are coming in because they are wide open to spirit. They have a message. They want this. They want to bring it all together and live their life completely in partnership with spirit. So we're all working through it together and figuring out how this makes sense. Nice. So you do that uh, with the one-on-one -on -one sessions, you're helping others break through those, that conditioning of the the finances and blocking the, the abundance and you do that. Yeah. Really working with that uh, primarily with the ministry, you know, the people going through the ministry because it's, the ministry is for people who want to start a business, start a spiritual business, you know, okay. or they could be an employee of the, the Baba mission, whatever they want to do, but they want to do spiritual work and they need to dedicate themselves completely to it. And if they do that, their livelihood has to, has to line up with it too, because that's, that's the world great. we live in. 
Yeah. So when they complete your program, they're, they're an ordained minister. Is that what they come out as? That is correct. They're an ordained minister. They have a website kind of ready and up and running. They have, you know, skills, they have, they have their ritual, they have their spiritual practice and they're, they're ready to go, you know? And, um, the way that I have it set up is, you know, if you, um, you, you need to sort of stay connected to the Baba spiritual mission enough to maintain your ordination, you know, and there's some things that there's some guidelines that they have to follow, but not, you know, I'm not really interested in having people show up and just tow the Baba party line. It's like, no, we're here to share our message and we're here to share it with unique people. So go out and share your message the way that you see fit. Yep, exactly. Nice. And then you also teach some classes I saw. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of your classes. Okay. So this is really cool. Donna. Um, on Monday, I'm officially launching this, so I'm telling you about it first. Um, but on the Bava, we're doing this through the Bava Spiritual Mission, so I'm kind of moving off of my main site onto the Bava site, and we are launching a forever training program. So here's what that entails. If you take a class with me or another approved Bava trainer, or you do a private training session, you are then granted access to our private online community. It's not on Facebook, it's on a different network. And in that private online community, we continue with your training and you get Q&A calls, practice calls, um, you can ask questions in the group, an opportunity to practice every single day. And all you have to do is take a class and then you are a member of that forever. You know, you can just keep staying wow. with that and just have ongoing training um, through with your hosts and other people in the program. And then we get on our Zoom calls and we're building this amazing community and having oh so much fun. And then I also give 10% off any other Bava quote services unquote, which would be uh, readings from a, a, from a minister or, uh, or classes with a, with a Bava trainer or the, the ministry. If somebody decided they wanted to take it all the way and really create a life with their spiritual work. Nice. So let me just clarify. So the forever training program is any one of your classes or it's any one of them to the ministry full year program or anything, anything that you do with me <laughs> or with <laughs> a Baba trainer, a Baba minister, um, nice. that's training. You get to be part of that program because it's really the Baba spiritual mission is about community is a huge piece of it. And I've really been looking for a way to create a, a community online. Um, and then we have opportunities to create um, physical communities in different parts of the world. You know, my uh, minister Lou is over in Ireland. And so he's created a community over there. I have another minister in Seattle. She's creating a community there. You know, another one in Detroit. She's created a community there. You know? Yeah. So that's where kind of like the online is the umbrella and it filters down to, okay, now, you know, start or connect with your local Baba chapter. Nice. And the trainings I do, I do classes. Uh, we do classes on channeling and mediumship. And then we also do a class on energy healing. And then we do private trainings. So if you want to just work with a trainer one-on-one -on -one, instead of being in a class environment, that you can do that too. But the classes are really small. We only do four at a time because we really like to give you as much attention as possible. <laughs> really help you blow your own mind. I mean, it's really fun to do these classes, Donna, because I mean, people, they show up thinking, I don't think I can do this. I don't know how you're going to teach me how to do this. And then they leave the class with the private training and they're like, they're, they're, they're glazed. They're like, wow, really? Did I do that? <laughs> yes, you did, honey. Yes, you did. Because we can all connect. You know, there's a belief out there. Like I said, at the beginning of our, of our talk that only special people can connect to spirit. Only special people are mediums. And that's just not true everybody can do this. It's just, everybody does it uniquely. So we can't compare ourselves to someone else. And every, you know, everybody has a different 
energy, a different vibration. So they're connecting to different beings and different kinds of beings. My job is to watch your energy and tell you when you're in your intuition or when you're in your mind. And that way you can feel when you've hit it, you feel what it feels like. And you're like, oh, that's what my intuition feels like. And then the rest of the, the next, the rest of, you know, what you do next is you practice and you practice and you practice. And that's what the community gives you an opportunity to do is practice, practice, practice. Nice. So that's, that's this, um, this, the, one of the classes and that's where you're actually teaching. Basically we all have the ability, but you're helping us figure out when we're yep. actually connecting versus just yeah. about it. Okay. That yeah. is cool. And how long is that one? So the, the classes, we do four classes and we do four spaces. It's about four hours altogether. Um, okay. And we start with, you know, kind of lecture and what it's all about and kind of what we went through with the Claire's and talking about that, help people find where they are intuitively strong. And then we go into these semi-private training sessions where we have two people from the class get together with the trainer and they just work with each other and they practice with each other. And then we switch it up and then you get to work with somebody else. Nice, nice. So, wow, Ingrid, thank you so much. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing everything. Um, how can people get a hold of you? Give us you know, some information, probably your website. No, thank you so much for, for having me on. I really so appreciate this. This was so much fun. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> so best bet is to get a hold of me through the Bava Spiritual Mission. So the website is bavamission.org. That's B H. A-B-A mission, M-I-S-S-I-O-N dot org. Um, or you can email me at Ingrid at Bava org. And I thought I would offer a little gift for anybody who's listening who wants to try out a private training with me. Ooh, thank that you. Fun. That would be lovely. So my pri private trainings are 90 minutes and $199. But if you use the code simply, when you go onto the Bava Mission website and book yourself a private training with me, you could get it for $149, so giving you $50 off. Wow, thank you so much, Ingrid. I, that, is, that is very, very enticing. So. And it also gives you that access to the Bava Forever training community. So Ooh. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Wow, well, it was so much fun to have you on. I appreciate it. And, um, for everybody listening, go to simplylivingwellness.com and check the show notes. If you look at the archive under podcast, and you'll be able to get all the resources and the link to Ingrid's website there as well, and just get a recap of today's episode. And uh, we will talk to everyone again next week. Awesome. So, bye, Ingrid. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>